0: Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to The Well Podcast. We have I guess that you are gonna be so excited to hear from. We've been talking a lot about hormones this year on The Well and on the podcast and at thewellteam.com. And we have Lahana with New True Wellness. And thank you for being here, Lahana. I'm so excited to have you. You're gonna be talking all things hormones for us today, but tell us about you, um, kind of how you started New True and you have, a, you have a lot of expertise.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be hearing and and support and serve your community. Um, Yes, I started New V True back in 2015. Um, And so I, I, I don't know, I, since I was five, I like knew I loved health. And so that's always been my thing. I have no idea now, like looking back, I can't blame, like, oh, I was five and I was watching medical documentaries and it was awesome. No, it definitely wasn't like that. It just, I think, I don't know, it was natural. And so I, yes, I've kind of always known what I wanted to do my whole life. And so when I got into more of the pre-med era of my life, um, it wasn't sitting with me anymore. Um, I think it was a combination of becoming a young mom. So I was 18 when I had my son. So, you know, that shifts us and our perspective and what we want in life. Mm -hmm. And then it was pretty much like a pill for every ill. So we were like, I was being taught when a patient comes in for diabetes, here's the pill um and and that's it no no nothing <laughs> it's like not, no other conversation and i just felt so misaligned with that um because i'm like i feel like there's more to the story there has to be and and that's just me like i don't know i feel like i love control as much as possible i know god laughs at me at that but um i i want to think i'm in control and so i'm like i want there to be like what can i do to prevent this and so that's how i found mm-hmm. nutrition i did a nutrition class and honestly i was um you know, I was like, let's do it. I'm starting, to, I, I do see the importance of this. And then I found functional medicine and, you know, then everything kind of fell together in the sense of what I wanted to do. And then because I had my son so young and we had our daughter after we got married, I was like, I want to like stay at home just for a little bit. Cause I didn't get that with my son. Cause we were like, I went back to work when he was two weeks old because we had to, I was so young. And yeah. um, yeah, I was like, let me stay at home. And then when I was like, I don't know, eight months in, I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm getting a little bit bored. I mean, I love it, but like, I, I want, I want to put my degree to use, and then that's how I just, I won it. I just was like, let me open a business. <laughs> Here we are today. But it was just funny that I had no idea what I was doing, and I was like, I don't want to go back to work. I want to start my own thing.
0: <laughs> that's how it started. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, what was your degree in then?
1: I have my bachelor's in nutrition science and my master's is in human nutrition and functional medicine and then I am getting a doctorate in clinical nutrition too right now. So I'm almost done with that. I only have three more quarters to go and I am ready to say goodbye to school forever.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well that's amazing and that's that's really why I wanted to have you on. I've done a lot of my own research but I'm sure you can relate to you hear a lot of different things on social media. And just even from different people in the industry. And I just always want to be really careful of who I have on the podcast that they understand, obviously, that everyone's a little bit different, but that we're getting education from really solid sources. So we're going to talk. Sure. Um, we could have talked about a million things today. Um, you're so knowledgeable, but we're going to talk about hormones. I, for one, am 46. So I'm kind of. She does in not look like 46. I'm in that phase of, I don't know exactly what's going on. I think things are changing, but then like, I still have a very regular cycle and I don't really feel any different, but have gained some weight. So I kind of want to blame it on that. Um, And so, um, so let's just first start with the basics. How do your hormones affect day to day really for everybody?
1: Yeah. Um yeah, and I will say when you hit 40, I think it's even assumed that you're kind of in the perimenopausal phase even if you're regular because the shift mm-hmm. is coming, but it's so different for women and we totally be- believe in like bioindividuality and that's why, you know, some things may work for one person and it may not work for another. Um and I'm with you, social media is a blessing and a curse all at the same time. We have access mm-hmm. to this information, but if anything <laughs> I feel like I see it do more harm than good because people are just like trying this and that. And it's just like, but do you actually need it? And then they're like, oh my, honestly, there's a little bit of a loss of faith too, because they're like, well, I tried the diet thing and it didn't work for me. And so they're like, Mm -hmm. it just, that doesn't work. And I'm like, no, it does. It just, it's, you know, it needs to be, directed how you are. So, um, I love hormones because they are little chemical messengers that like just talk throughout the body and tells us, you know, what to do. They're just our little communication. So I handle, I would say a handful of them, but there's so many hormones, but I usually do focus on a couple, a handful in practice. So we have our sex hormones, our estrogen, our progesterone, testosterone. These are all helping with the reproductive cycle of life. Um, ovulation, helping the implanted egg to implant in your uterus, but even outside of just reproduction, it helps our bones. It helps our mood. I mean, there's so many benefits that we feel daily and Mm -hmm. we may not feel daily if you're in the menopausal stage (laughs) uh, where Mm -hmm. we're feeling that lack of it. Um, I know a lot of us feel the cortisol, our stress hormone, and that helps that honestly helps us one, get up and going in the morning. It helps our immune system. So cortisol is a very beneficial for our immune health. And so I know cortisol gets a lot of like, you know, punches in the face because it's like a stress hormone, stress hormone, but we actually need it. And it's really beneficial for us. It allows us to escape dangerous situations too. So, um, of course it's a Goldilocks hormone. I think all hormones are Goldilocks, (laughs) not too little, not too high. It's, it's gotta be just right. Um, thyroid of course is a huge one that influences our metabolism, even our digestive function. And then the last hormone that we really focus in on is insulin. And that's the hormone that helps shuttle glucose into our cell to make energy. Um, and one of the reasons why, you know, weight loss resistance and stuff can happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So I've been teaching all of those in a similar way. So that's good. Yes. <laughs> um, so how do you know, I guess, because Goldilocks. They are all Goldilocks hormones. How do you know, like what to tackle or if you have an imbalance? Because, you know, I talk a lot about cortisol. I am a really big believer in essential oils and, um, that really helps with your cortisol level. So that's something that I know that I can tackle, but there's so many things going on all of the time. I, I get overwhelmed in my own body, but also teaching about it. Like I don't always know. So how do you know if there is an imbalance? Do you have to do testing? Do you have to do testing? 16 times a day.
1: Cause I know they're changing so quickly. <laughs> I know. Um, it's so funny. I actually, when I am really stressed, like coming on an airplane, I, I'm always a little anxious. One of my favorite essential oils to help calm my heart rate, like almost immediately is ylang ylang. And mm-hmm. I, it's just incredible. I am obsessed. I always have it like in my purse with me, um, because it's the, like one of the only things that like calm me immediately. So if y'all are in fight or flight, that's, that's my Good for hormones statement. and cortisol. So it's a double,
0: yeah
1: win. Um, yeah. But yes, you definitely need to test um, because if you look at any symptoms, like if you look at low estrogen, low progesterone, low cortisol, it's all like the same symptoms, like struggling to lose weight, having fatigue, having irregular cycles, having painful cycles, um, maybe acne. Um, I mean, it's just head to toe, there's symptoms and they all kind of like overlap. So you never really know what hormone it is and maybe it's because we see a lot of women that say i swear my adrenals just are not functioning as they should and i go and test and their adrenals are fine but it's like another hormone so testing for sure Mm -hmm. depending on the hormone for like thyroid and insulin that is blood best done in blood I actually like testosterone and blood too. Um, but I love doing sex hormones like estrogen and progesterone. If you have a cycle, I love doing the Dutch test and that's a urine test. And that does take four, four samples, um, sometimes five if you wake up overnight and it just helps um, catch. Yeah your adrenals one, but your sex hormones, I think it's great. Cause it's more than just like one, you know, marker. Um, but your adrenals, we want to see the ebb and flow. We want to see it rise in the morning, mm-hmm. but not too much. And then we want to see it go down at night, but of course not too much or not getting high. So that's why there's different samples. Mm-hmm. And that way we can see the pattern of it. Um, and there are, there is more of an in-depth Dutch and it's called cycle mapping. So for women who are really struggling with getting, um, a normal cycle, it's I've done it. I've done it once and I'm like, I've never peed that much, or I'm just like never doing that again. <laughs> but I was just so curious. But you do pee on strips your whole month, not every single day, but it's maybe every other day, maybe every three days, but then you do it every day and then it slows down, and then you do it like every couple of days. Anyways, it is so many pee strips but it was really cool to see the whole month of hormone fluctuations. So there is that mm-hmm. more intensive test, but I only do that for women who are like, I'm bleeding a lot multiple times. Like I'm bleeding every two weeks. And we do that to confirm, like, is it period? Are you having two that, that period that often? And sometimes we find that their hormones are beautiful. It's actually a normal cycle, but there's a reason for that additional bleed. So that's what, why we do the more comprehensive one, but
0: yes, you kind what, of, what's the tested. best, um, what's the best time of the month to do the Dutch test? I, so they say day,
1: what is it? 19 to 21. I'm a little bit more anal because I feel like every woman's different. So I actually make the woman start ovulation testing. Um, three, four days after their bleeding stops and test every single day with ovulation test strips from like target or Amazon or wherever. And then, um, when they get that positive LH, that tells me that they're ovulating. And then I tell them to wait like five days after ovulation and then do the Dutch. Because mm. we do that because progesterone is only released after we ovulate. So in case someone ovulates later than they thought they did, um, then we're taking mm. the Dutch at like day 19. And then I get the test results back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are having really low progesterone. And, and maybe they actually don't, but it was just bad timing. So that's why I'm a little bit more anal than most practitioners. <laughs> Oh wow,
0: I think that I think that sounds I think that sounds amazing. So, I'm sure you were you're asked this, but it feels like I hear from so many women and even myself I feel like something is off or at least changing, maybe not awful, but off. Um and my regular OB says that all my blood work is in range.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I would be a millionaire if I got like 5 bucks every time. For that. <laughs> yes, right? um
0: So do you think, even if your blood work is in range, do you recommend still doing the Dutch test?
1: Yes. um, Because one thing I want to mention is that usually in conventional med, they are looking for disease. So if blood work isn't, it can be suboptimal and not where you're feeling your best, but it's still not disease range. They can't do anything about that. They need a diagnosis for treatment, period, plain and simple. So I feel like that's where a lot of women get just like, I don't know, kind of tossed to the side because they're just like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine that there's not a disease, but it doesn't mean that you're feeling your best and it's at optimal ranges. Now I can still like, and I, if you do have blood and, um, patients sign on, I actually will look at it and I will kind of get an idea of like, what did they test one? Um, and two, like, is it with an optimal range? And three, another thing to know is that a lot of the routine yearly blood work your doctor does, honestly, like it's okay. It's, there's still so much to look for. So for an example, like they'll just do glucose and A1C and they'll be like, oh, your glucose is fine, but they won't test insulin. I think it's an insurance thing, but insulin is what creeps yeah. up very silently before your glucose is affected. So you can think that like, oh yeah, they checked my glucose. I'm fine. But here you could still be having insulin resistance. Your glucose just hasn't been you know, impacted yet. And the same thing with thyroid, they'll just test TSH. And that is just your brain talking to your thyroid. It's not actual thyroid hormone. And they'll be like, oh, your TSH is fine. You're fine. But when we actually look into actual thyroid hormone, T4, T3, again, we start seeing issues there, but your TSH is fine. So just know that a lot of the times it's just incomplete too. So, okay. Okay.
0: Awesome. Um, Okay. So let's get to some solutions. Let's say that something is off or maybe you don't know exactly what's off how can you, what can you begin to do? Let's say with your nutrition to begin balancing, should everyone be eating just hormone balancing food? You know, I mean, yeah, I feel like I I
1: know, I feel like it was a dumb question. No, there's a lot of bio-individuality. So again, if someone can't do this type of food, maybe you can. And so that's where it's just really nice to work with someone to understand like what that is for you. But, you know, food is so underutilized and it's crazy to me to hear like doctors say like, oh, food don't do anything. I'm like, food is literally the building blocks to hormones. Like without food, without nutrients, you literally have no hormones. So how can it not be associated with it? Insane. Mm-hmm. But um they are needed for everything from how we produce hormones, how we utilize hormones, it all matters. So I and what I'm recommending is pretty broad. Um, but I find that we love doing a little bit of elimination in our practice. Um, and where that starting point is it differs. But I would say the biggest foods that I see problems with when people, when people are having hormonal stuff is just extra refined sugar and like processed food. So it's kind of just like lack of nutrients. Um, yes, it's calories, but the nutrients is really what we need. And there's just not much of it, um, can cause inflammation throws off your blood sugar actually can decrease even certain proteins in our blood, like sex hormone binding globulin, um, that can bind that, that helps keep the Goldilocks effect. Um, I would say don't hate me, ladies, but alcohol is a huge one, even wine. I know everyone always is just like, I'm done listening to her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah. it truly is a burden on the liver Um, and it increases your stress hormone. So it increases cortisol. It disrupts your blood sugar. It can actually inhibit your gut to absorb all the nutrients and it decreases digestive enzymes. So it's a huge one. And I always say, if you are feeling like, nope, 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 can't do it. I want you to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. That's a a red flag for us of like, okay, Mm -hmm. there's something more there um, than maybe what you think it is. But a lot of women are super nervous still. And they're like, you know what, I'm doing it. You know, I invested in this, let's do it. And then they start feeling better and they're like, not going back. They're like, heck no, I'm just not going back to it. And she's like, I, I feel like crap when I drink it. And I'm like, see, this? like, you only know what you know. So when you start rising to like this next level of health, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like it, things get easier. Like I can absolutely say no to that. And that could be coffee for some people.
0: That can be alcohol for some people, but it's like to get so easy because you feel better. Um, yeah. I have not had a drink in 2024. And yeah. I honestly, I just, I just feel so much better. I just felt like I was getting poisoned when literally. I would drink literally, literally. poisoned. <laughs> and I, like I had a sip, my husband and I love to go to breweries. Like we love It's not, it's not the drinking part. It's really like the social aspect social. of it. But, um, I even took a sip of his beer this weekend. We were sitting at a brewery and I was like, I just, I'm sure I'll get my taste back for it, but for right now, I just, I have yeah. nothing. I have no love. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and I really feel my inflammation going down. I really, yes. I just, I feel so much more nourished. Um, and it's not like I was drinking tons at a time. Yeah. It was just knowing that it was just always working against the goals that I was trying to set for myself.
1: Yeah. For sure. And it doesn't have to be a lot. I think that's where people are like, oh, that doesn't apply to me because I only drink once a week. But actually, even that one drink it can, you know, move you backwards. Um, some more and others, and then some are okay. And I also th- view health in seasons. So there is a time where you're in a healing season where you do have to be completely compliant, take it away, like kind of cold turkey and for and for a hot minute. Um, And then when you're better and healed, you can find yourself like, oh, I can actually do a glass here or there and I'm totally fine. It doesn't impact me. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, you know, that's ultimately the goal. But I will say there's no, there's never usually been good about alcohol in in that sense. It truly does make carcinogens. And I do think it's one of the reasons why cancer rates are getting higher and higher. And we're kind of, I mean, there's multiple reasons, but I definitely think mm-hmm. alcohol consumption is so normalized in our society. So I, I do think that that can play a role. Um, okay. But the other two foods that are pretty individualized, but I would say can be problematic are going to be dairy and wheat. Um, a dairy, I find, I like to give a little bit of a break because sometimes when you eat a food and it doesn't jive with you, you're not always going to feel like, oh, digestion. You, it may be like just holding on to a little bit of inflammation. And so you only know how it works for you when you give a long break and then you like reintroduce. So I like doing a little break from dairy to see how people are. Um, and then wheat, I would say is probably the most common one that is the only food that is pretty much like kind of left out for good for a lot of people. But there's a caveat there because most of the wheat that we buy in our stores are so it's changed. Um, it's, it's not even the bread Jesus used to break bread with at all. So if you have, if you are okay with wheat, I find that it's okay if people, um, start baking with einkorn flour, which is an ancient, ancient, ancient strain of wheat it has never been changed. So it is a little bit closer to what Jesus broke mm-hmm. bread with. And um, <laughs> most people can drive well with it if they can do wheat. And so like that's what I make my sourdough with. Um, So we do do a little bit of wheat. At least I do, because I feel okay on it. But studies, definitely what was the
0: name of that again? How do you einkorn?
1: spell it? It's spelled E-I-N-K-O-R-N. And you won't huh. find products really made with this. So, when you're really trying to do a good quality of wheat, you're, you are going to have to bake more. <laughs> that's, that's the downfall is like people are like, oh, I don't have time or I don't want to. Well, then I'm like, well, what you get at the store is totally not worth it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But I do love it. So, everyone, everyone's kind of in their sourdough girl era. So, I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, I'm afraid to start because I don't, I love I've always loved sourdough bread. Like if that's ever a choice, I've always picked that. So I'm like afraid to afraid to have it in the house all the time.
1: Oh my gosh. I love it. I will say if you start baking with einkorn, um, it is different. It's more dense, it's more nutty, it has more flavor because again, it's never been changed. So this is just what we truly used to eat and what we want to get back to. Unfortunately, yeah, all the like really soft and moist and I don't know, just the typical wheat products we have on the shelves are not ideal. <laughs>
0: okay. But- that, yeah. That's really good to know. I've never heard of it. Usually I've at least heard of some of these things, but I've never heard of it. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so switching to like more positive so like what food mm-hmm. should we eat um honestly whole foods like can you grow it can you kill it if you can answer yes to those two questions you're eating a real food and that's where really where we want to be um protein is huge i feel like most women actually okay, maybe a couple. So I can't say all, but I want to say all women that have come to us are absolutely not eating enough protein. Um, It's super satiating. It's blood balancing. It's one of the best sources of B vitamins um, and nutrients to amino acids to build hormones. So protein is really key here. Um, Healthy carbs, um, starchy vegetables, potatoes, legumes, carbs are actually needed for thyroid conversion. So going super low carb can actually throw people's stress hormone up and reduce thyroid mm-hmm. conversion. So carbs definitely have a place. Let's not be afraid of carbs. Um, just know that in the history of diet, there's always something to be fearful of. And usually the balance is right in the middle. Like there's vegan carnivore, mm-hmm. the balance and beauty is in the middle. <laughs> there is low carb, high carb. The balance is usually in the middle. So I just want you to think of that because I'm telling you in 10 I years- love that. We're gonna have something else, right? We're probably gonna be scared of protein in 10 years. I, I bet money on that. <laughs>
0: Oh, they're already trying. If you if you saw that new um, oh, documentary, "You yes. Are What You Eat" or whatever, it's yeah. it's totally they're trying to make you eat the Beyond Burgers that are like totally fake <laughs> processed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. So yeah, it, we basically was fearful of fats, which we do need healthy fats for hormones. Olive oil, avocado, mm-hmm. coconut, nuts, seeds. Actually, a lot of our lipid derived hormones need these fats to build. So if you are eating low fat, you are not giving your body the building blocks to build your hormones. But we did low fat, now we're doing low carb. I'm telling you, yeah. Like protein's going to be next for being crucified. And um So,
0: do you do you say um a gram for every pound, pound that you weigh?
1: I do. I do like saying that if you're overweight, um, by a lot, obviously I use still a little less, but yes, I mean, if you're strength training as you should, um, for hormones and for anti-aging, if you're trying, if you're strength training and trying to maintain like good hormones, I mean, I would say on average, most women that we see are probably between one thirty and on 60. I don't know if we have anyone that's, that's more than that. I would say that's pretty much average per day. And that's a lot (laughs) y'all like most women are getting under a hundred. And so when I tell them that they need more protein, they're like, what, how do I do that? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's
0: true. Well, and that's what, and when, when I say that I haven't had any drinks, I also have been cutting my sugar and really working on my protein. So I feel probably better for all of those things. But yeah, I felt like I was eating a lot of protein, but I wasn't actually logging it. And when you actually log and yes. measure, you see that like, I, I didn't think I was lying. Like I, I believed yeah. that I was getting it and I really was not.
1: Yeah, that goes back to you know what you know. And I am, of course, I don't think people should log food forever, but I absolutely think it's an amazing tool in the beginning of your journey because mm-hmm. most women that come to us say, I'm eating enough. Um I'm following my hunger cues but honestly we're so skewed that our hunger cues aren't even correct. Um so we have to make yeah. sure that we fix it before we can actually then listen to our hunger cues. Um because yeah, I mean many women are like I eat enough and they're eating like 1300 calories. I'm like, "Oh my god, girl, that's like what a toddler needs. You need you're you're a woman and you're building babies and you're just
0: in a phase of life. You
1: need more than a toddler." <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Or like you think that if you have a couple eggs in the morning that you're getting enough protein. There was many mornings that I was just having like three scrambled eggs in the morning. Oh my gosh. I was it was (laughs) just Yeah. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. I know. I think mine is four eggs, but I I can do dairy. I had to be dairy free for like four years. Um, and now I'm totally fine. And I use like a grass fed raw cheese. And so I do get a little protein from that. Um, so yeah, I I think I pretty much stick around like 30 grams. So, but yeah, it's crazy. Like a breakfast sandwich. I'm like two eggs. I'm like, that's 12 grams of protein. I need more. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I don't know if that one I don't think we'll come off the protein train as much just because I think yeah. that our our society would would have a, even a bigger hard time but they did it with carbs and that was shocking so yeah maybe they they will try but I love that line that balances in the middle I love that always um, so and then let's talk a little bit about thank you for all those food tips um let's talk a little bit about detox do we have to detox Is that for everyone or when you're in a time of hormonal change? Um, Yeah. How often? Yeah. Talk to us about detox. So
1: we naturally detox every day. So like our liver is the main organ. It pushes our hormones through when it's all done. Our body's used it. Hormones, toxins, like it's just that filter. Um, And it's important because on the Dutch, you can find this. So you can only see it through urine. But when you were looking beyond just how much estrogen do you have or how much progesterone, also how are you metabolizing it? So how are you detoxifying it? Because sometimes the way you detox is actually one of the problems. So um, there's three different pathways that estrogen can go down. So there's 2OH, 4OH, and 16OH. 2OH is majority of where your estrogen should be metabolizing through. It's very protective and it's just a healthy way of taking estrogen out of the body. Um, for OH, if it goes there, you're going to always get a little bit going down there. But if you're primarily choosing this pathway to detox your um, estrogen, then that actually increases your risk for breast cancer. So you can have perfect estrogen levels, but it's the way you're detoxifying it that's a problem. Um, So Mm. it's really important to like just understand that. Um, And I know a lot of I've seen actually a lot of practitioners, more so in like the conventional realm, but they'll be like, you don't need to detox. Like our body knows how to do it. Yes, our body knows how to do it, but never in the history have we been so exposed to so many things. Environmental toxins are more, um, we do a lot of environmental toxins testing. So we see high levels of glyphosate. We see high levels of BPA. We see high levels of parabens and phthalates and all these things. So I love our- when people
0: say that they have no idea then how much we're junking it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like we assume that Yeah, our- when we were eating real food and our food was actually food, exactly. we probably didn't need to do- detoxify. as much.
1: Yes, exactly. We forgot that like, we are exposed to things that our bodies were never meant to be exposed to. Um, so there's just a little bit more support that needs, that needs to happen. And not saying that you have to do this like seven day detox or the supplement, No, not really. It's kind of individualized, but what we can do is at least support it with nutrition. So like our phase one detox of our liver really relies on a lot of like B vitamins. So if you're deficient in B vitamins, that's going to be a little sluggish. Um, After hormones and toxins leave phase one, they go into like this little middle phase. And actually the toxin or the hormone leaving phase one is actually more dangerous than what it was coming in. So we need a lot of antioxidants to help well, that so nothing, you know, it is not taking over our body and then causing a lot of havoc inside. And then we move on to phase two, which phase two is needed a lot of amino acids. So bringing in that protein in. So that's why too, I love, I love fresh juice. I love it raw. Um, it's amazing, but like it's missing the phase two component, right. Of amino acids. So Mm -hmm. there needs to be like both things that can help feed and support that detoxification naturally. And because if you're missing one thing, it's going to kind of plug up the system, so to speak, if you want a visual in your head. So yes, Mm -hmm. we can start with, you know, eating real food, um, assessing your environment, reducing like what you're using, beauty cleaning, you name it. Um, because you know, you can detox all you want, but if you keep retoxing, it's really, does it make a difference? (laughs) Not really.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's, and that's what I teach about is just really simple swaps to get rid of your cleaning supplies. And a lot of the -the over-the-counter stuff that your liver is having to metabolize and, Um, It's so much simpler. It's not always easy, but it's simpler than people. You don't need all these products. You don't need all the stuff that the world tells you that you need to buy. So, um, so there's just those two phases then. And then phase
1: three is technically our, our poop. So making sure that we're pooping every day Um, and it should be, I know not to gross you out, but soft serve ice cream. So if you are having pebbles, that still technically counts for constipation. You are not eliminating properly. So if we are not pooping, honestly, everything's staying within and it's going to cause like our gut microbiome to be thrown off, can also increase certain enzymes in our gut to actually be reabsorbing those hormones and toxins. So we got to make sure, again, everything's flowing through the liver, the gut, and we're getting rid of it.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, so much good information. So tell, um, tell the listeners not only where they can find you, but also kind of the first step that you would encourage them to take in, in your process.
1: Yes. So you can find us at V True Wellness, I think across all social medias, but Instagram is primarily my favorite, I will admit. Um, And then our website, you can go to www.newvtruewellness.com, and on our work with me page or our services on the top menu, um, you can explore how we work. So I'm very transparent on pricing, what's included, but I will say we have the best um, package or membership, I should say, um, than a lot of other... um, of our colleagues just because we're including everything. So like uh, supplements are included, labs are included. So it's kind of like just you can say I'm paying this a month and you're, you know, it's a whole experience. So our first step is just scheduling a discovery call with me. So we can just know that, are we aligned? Can we even help you? Um, And it also give us an idea of maybe the best labs to start off with, like stool testing or urine or blood or whatnot. Um, So yeah, that would be the first thing you do. And yeah,
0: you can schedule a call with me. All right. That's awesome. So what would you say are like the biggest takeaways? Like after you've worked with someone, what do you hear them say? Or what are, what are some of the testimonials? Cause I think that I, I think that so many people have felt the same way for so long that they don't always even know what the goal is or they're, or they, we've accepted really bad cramps from the time we were 12. Yes, And we are just expecting that we feel like raging the day that we get our cycle or, you know, we've accepted so many hormonal issues as normal that I don't even think that people know exactly how they're supposed to feel.
1: No, that's we're so not true. Just
0: crazy because we're girls.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. And I even see that too of like, oh, I came to you for fertility and I started losing weight. I didn't realize how much weight I was holding on extra because again, it was just normal but I would say definitely like a lift of brain fog and energy. Oh my gosh. That's the biggest thing is also energy without like caffeine. It's just very natural. And they were like, I didn't realize how tired I was. And again, you only realize what, you know, and I don't know, when you hit that next level, you're like, Holy cow. Like I was living this way for so long. Um, So that's why we kind of switched over to a membership because I, yes, I want to get you feeling better. that's amazing. But how can we prevent this from happening? How can we stay on top of lab work? How can we make sure that we're checking your nutrients every single year and making sure that we're repleting where needed? Like, why are we stopping at like, oh, I feel better. No, like this is a journey long-term. And so I'm pretty passionate Mm -hmm. about just like prevention. Like if I could take one thing out of anyone's life to experience is experiencing the talk with your doctor of, I have cancer. Like if, if I could prevent a woman from hearing that, like that's it. Mm-hmm. That, like <laughs> that, that's all I want. And so it's scary yeah. because yeah. the rates now are men are one in two and women are one in three and it's really concerning. And so we have to take action. And so I would say even dig a little bit deeper from how you're feeling like headaches, bloating. I mean, we see all that like really improve. Um, but think just like your future self, like just, oh, I don't know. There's, I'm at loss of words because it's so impactful and I, I know that people who do experience that, I just know that their body was talking to them for years, for years. And Mm -hmm. these are people too, that will say, I was symptom-free. I think you might have been used to the symptoms you were struggling with, but our bodies are always talking to us, even if it's like a little headache or a little bloating or a little joint pain. And we just really have to like slow down and tune into that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of great nuggets. So I'm gonna attach everything in the show notes so that people can find you. Um, and I love that you give it a whole holistic approach because that's the thing. That's kind of what I meant about social media is I feel like people are taking a little nugget from this person and watching a reel and eating this much protein that this person says and doing this workout that this person says. But you are unique. You are wonderfully made. And working with someone one-on-one to really go under the hood, so to speak, is is so that. empowering. And I love your passion. <laughs> and congratulations that. for your doctorate program. That's Almost probably the done. next time we talk to you, you'll be done. Yes, so gosh,
1: I hope so. I, I love school. I never thought in a million years. I, I always am fearful of, man, I'm going to finish this and be like, what's next? I want to get another degree, but actually so much peace. I'm so ready. <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and come back again. Maybe next time we can talk about metabolism, gut health. I know you could. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you soon. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the well podcast please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.